In the spring of 2021, Mickey Weems was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and was given 6 to 12 months to live. This episode was recorded in April of 2022. Hi, my name is Donna Blanchard. And while we recognize that Mickey is dying, we'd like to welcome you to another day of his life. Welcome, Mickey Weems. Aloha. Aloha. How are you doing today? Where are you? What are you feeling emotionally? I had the realization for the first time, I think that was Friday, um, that indeed, you know, it's one thing to hear it from the doctors and the certitude by which they told me. It's another thing to realize it from my own um, symptoms. I looked at the arc of my health over the last year and I realized everything the doctors is telling me is true. Okay. That I am on, you know, on limited time. I, of course, I have no idea how long that's going to be, but it's, it's become apparent. And so that realization hit me and it's sobering. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's just like, okay, this is no longer playtime. This is, this is real life. And I, it, it's always been that way ever since I first heard it from Dr. Chow, because I believed him. It's another thing to have the evidence right there. And I can say, okay, this is a milestone. This is a milestone. This has changed. You know, um, the things that have been happening over the last year are getting more and more frequent. Um, it's, you know, exactly what Dr. Okazaki told me. He said, what's going to happen if the treatment is successful, nothing will break but you will slow down and eventually the slowing down, I will stop. So yeah, I'm, I can say, you know, for good or for ill, that that is exactly what's happening. Would you, are, are you interested in sharing some of the details of that with us or would you rather leave oh, it at that? So much of it is just a pain in the ass. And I do mean literally um, oh. that um, for example, I had a um, fashion show that I was walking in. Commitment it's amazing, to, by the way. That was fun. <laughs> no, those kids were, were awesome. I call them they're 19. They're adults, okay, but they're kids to me. Yeah. Um, they were great. The, the clothes they gave me to wear were awesome. Um, I, I, I brought my Marine Corps march. <laughs> I realized when I, was, when I was walking down the runway, I was, I was like, you know, um, can't, it's a lot of the, my movement, my body movements come, comes from my history. And so it's, it worked. It, I think it worked out pretty well. Nice. But um, I forgot to bring a catheter. So because of my current situation, then that meant that I had to urinate every 20 minutes. That gets in the way of a very strictly timed program that I was on. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to tough through this. I'll figure out a way to do this. And the, the staff was so good. Those kids were awesome. They worked with me. They know, they know what I'm going through. And that is, that's the thing. That's the challenge when I'm in a situation where I can't screw up, then what do I need to do to make sure that I don't, right? And with, with a body that is not always very forgiving, because the one thing I do not want to do are episodes, like one of my friends told me who has prostate cancer, where, where and it happens to men, you know, it happens to us, where you just end up urinating on yourself in front of everybody. And you know, talk about a socially embarrassing thing. So um, that did not happen. 
but yeah, that's that that's the sort of thing that I've got to watch out for. Now, what, what, how important is catheterization? Well, if I empty the bladder first, then I probably got another good hour, hour and a half, right? So it's it's a you know it's almost like being able to be in a normal urination cycle if I do that, which I guess is actually its purpose, right? Because when we urinate, we empty the bladder. That's the only time I can really empty the bladder fully. So that was a challenge. Um, it's a it's a challenge getting the energy to go work out, but that's been true for a while. Just slowly, 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 the challenge is getting more and more. But it's almost imperceptible. Yeah. You've been working out for most of your life, yeah? I have. So, I mean, it's been a long time since you had to get into the habit of working out. And um, I imagine it's really foreign ground for you to be getting out of the habit. Uh, but I do want to say, you know, you were given six to 12 months, 14 months ago now, and you're still working out regularly, lifting heavy. Yeah. I, I was explaining to one of the students was, uh, was a Hawaiian, Hawaiian guy. And he, he was, his outfit was to be that of one of the shark gods. He would, that, that was inspired by a shark garden. We talked about the legends of the shark guards. This was for shark, the fashion shows. Gods. The fashion right, show the you're fashion talking show. about? Yeah. Right. And I, my outfit was uh, inspired by uh, Ayla Ao, the volcano god who um, was on Hawaii Island that Pele kicked him out. So that, that's who my inspiration was for the outfit. And uh, I said, you know, Mikololu, and he knows the story of Mikololu. There's, there's a, a phrase assigned to it. Mikololu lives by his tongue. Um, Mikalola was a shark that got caught in a really bad situation, was left on a beach to die. Um, a dog out of his rotting carcass took his tongue out, Mikalola's tongue out, brought it to the ocean, and um, Mikalola got reborn. So um, the saying Mikalola lives by his tongue is like, you know, uh, can, you, can you survive by the sweetness of your words, basically? Can you convince, right? And I realize in my case, it's not so much that I'm surviving by the sweetness of my words, but I am surviving because of conversations. By talking with people, by watching them invest in me, like they did with this fashion show, a bunch of my friends went. I had so many layers around my neck that you couldn't see my face. Nice. I had to give them away. Um, that, that that's what's keeping me alive. I honestly think that's literally what's keeping me alive. You guys doing, we're, we're doing this right here. This is keeping me alive. No pressure. <laughs> we're really happy to be here for you <laughs> well it's not just this it's also going dancing you know it's also going to the gym because I'm, i meet people there too and that really helps um is you know if it's if it's by force of will it's a lot easier to do things when you've got a team behind you yeah and i have this amazing team of people that don't know each other <laughs> that i see in the course of the day or see in the course of a week and these people They've shown over and over again that they really do love me. So <laughs> it makes it a lot easier to get that, the, the force of will that Dr. Uh, Okazaki was talking about. Okay, cool. They believe in me. I can believe in myself. Nice. How, uh, someday we should have a I love Mickey party so we can <laughs> all meet each other. Um, <clears throat> How? How about I love my supporters <laughs> or uh, oh. I love, I love, I love Donna Blanchard and everything she does for me. Oh, and throw, throw James Charisma and Susan Wright right in there too. 
They're here. James Charisma is producing this uh, episode and Susan Wright is our amazing everything support on all of the episodes. Uh, yeah, we're, we're here for you. I Thank you. You know, it makes me, that just made me wonder when you meet someone new, say you meet someone new at the gym, are you, how quickly do you, or do you not let them know your current medical status? It depends on what we say. I get, you know, depends on what we start talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, between, if I'm working out with somebody between sets, I'll sit on the floor because I don't have the energy to stand up. So I'll tell them, you know, this is, this is why you see me doing this. Um, or, you know, they'll, they'll say you're in amazing shape and we'll start talking about working out and stuff. And they'll tell me their age and I'll tell them my age. And, and I'll say, well, you know, actually there's a lot more going on. And I'll explain to them, you know, really briefly what's happening. Okay. Just wondered. <clears throat> Well, that opens up a whole new conversation because the one thing I've learned is I have not spoken to anybody out of all the people I've spoken with who does not either have had cancer or knows somebody that they love had horrific experience with cancer. Oh, yeah. It's touched my life in several ways. Most people, uh, unless you're a child Mm -hmm. and even then you've probably been touched by it somehow. And I mean, thank you so much for talking about it because a lot of us hadn't really, even with, I, I had a brother-in-law um, and when I visited with him, he, he was, he was the one who broke a, found out he had cancer because he bent over to pick something up and broke a rib. Yeah. And yeah. And we, um, we didn't talk about the, can- when I did spend time with him, we didn't talk about the cancer. We talked about the University of Michigan football game, you know? Um, so it, I, I, I'm really grateful that you're here talking with us. And I would imagine anybody who you strike up a conversation with that eventually leads to them learning about that, it's, it's, um, it opens up a whole, a whole new realm of humanity, I think. So, I, yeah. Um, let, let me ask you this, uh, sure. in one of our previous episodes, you said something about, um, things that you needed to learn to forgive yourself. <laughs> for, do you want to talk at all about things that you needed to forgive yourself for? Um, some of the stupid things that I've done in my life and selfish things that I've done in my life, um, and a lot of them cannot be fixed. You know, it's way too late for that. Um, how do you get past the guilt and the blame, especially when you're raised Catholic? Okay, because that, that's a huge part. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, honestly. I think it's a good thing I've got this Catholic guilt. It keeps me in line. However, how do you deal with it? And I realized that past a certain point, un- unless it's going to give, go to some place which is constructive, which it can, then beating myself up about it is, it doesn't do any good. It's not helping anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So 
would you consider some of those things regrets or just a part of life? Uh, regrets, but a part of life. I mean, um, okay. St. Paul, who I'm not a big fan of personally. Okay. I, I, I dig the Jesus guy much more than I do the Paul guy. No kidding. St. <laughs> Paul says something which is absolutely wonderful. He said, and I didn't understand it when I was younger. I thought, I thought, what, what are you talking about? Um, he says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, now that I'm older, I go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it's not because, it, but then when you take it and you, you, you go with Julian of Norwich, that amazing medieval saint, um, where she says sin is our glory because sin allows God to come to us. And um, so I, I take those two together to kind of, you know, not to excuse because what I did was wrong was wrong. And I'm not going to make any excuses about it or say, no, but suddenly it's okay. No, it wasn't. Um, but just realize that the one thing I can do is, um, Use that to sympathize with other people who have done wrong, including those that have done me wrong. Okay. You know, if, if it's the human condition, then when I see somebody do something horrible or bad or whatever, you know, or heaven forbid, they dress badly, um, <laughs> uh, that, that, you know, I, I can let that go, um, especially if they show sincerity towards me. And that's, 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 just, that's the big thing, right? You know, not, not to hang on, not to beat them up about it, so I suppose that that's the lesson. Yeah. Would you, uh, I, I mean, if you, and I, I, you, you don't have to give us an ex any specific examples. You can, if you like, which are there specific things that you wish you could change as then Mickey, you know? Oh yeah. Um, when I was like seven years old, I drew a birthday card for, uh, for one of my classmates and real sweet girl. And I drew her a card with an elephant on it. And she said, wow, that's great. There's an elephant. Why'd you put an elephant? I said, and I said to her, well, because you're fat. Oh. <laughs> and she got really upset and I couldn't understand why. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, and that has been a reoccurring problem. T tacky i can be really really tacky and thoughtless and hurt people you know without without even trying mm. and i do not like that about myself but you're not trying to be hurtful you're just you didn't recognize that it was going to hurt her you no know, either way if you step on somebody's foot and you break their toe whether you mean to or not you broke their toe yeah okay so that's yeah. And try, try to find some way of like either fixing the situation or making amends to the universe, because that, you know, that kind of offense just isn't, isn't just to the person, it's to the entire universe that we live in. Mm. You know, find something to try to balance. I, I hear you. And, and I want to say uh, so many of us, I'm reading a book right now by Graham Simpson, Simpson, that's written from the perspective of someone who is on the autism spectrum. 
And the, and I, I'm reading this and I'm recognizing <clears throat> some of those same things in our, in myself. I think so many of us are on the spectrum and we don't realize it. And mm-hmm. one of the issues is you say what's on your mind and you don't recognize that you might hurt someone. Yeah. The bad thing for me was because I thought since I didn't mean it, it was not as bad. Yeah. That's the thing I had to get over. No, it is every bit as bad. Don't kid yourself. Right. So, so when I talk about self-forgiveness, how do you forgive yourself if it's something you can't even see? Um, that's, that, that, that's, that's, where, that's where, honestly, where spirituality comes in. And, and how does that play out with the girl? Okay, with her. Okay, I have, and I'm, I'm going to bring this back to the cancer, that I have limited time on earth to make amends for all of these things that I did including her, including like a dozen other things that I'm so embarrassed to even mention because there, there's some things that are even worse. Mm. Um, I will do my best, you know, uh, to try to do so within the time allotted me. This podcast hopefully will act as one of those things. Yeah. Did, have you tried to reach out to her? Do you have a way to reach her? This was so long ago. This was in Fort Smith, Arkansas at a Catholic school there with nuns teaching and I doubt the nuns are even alive anymore. And this young woman is no longer, she's, no, she's in her sixties like me. I'm sure she's probably forgotten. And if she hasn't forgotten, then I will remember her in my prayers tonight that, you know, I hope the best for her. What, what's her first name? That, that's, I don't even remember. Oh, okay. But if she, if she does remember and she's listening now, Mickey really wishes <laughs> he hadn't done that. He never meant to hurt you. Well, you know, I'm sure that there are people that have had experiences like this and, and had people hurt them or that they've hurt somebody. You know, what do we do about that? Um, yeah. We do, what we, you know, honestly, we do what we can. We do. And I think, I mean, I certainly have one of those stories of something that I did in grade school before I learned that um, I learned how to be more careful how things might land for someone else that I'm just terribly embarrassed about. And I should probably, I haven't even gotten to the point of talking to my therapist after four years because I'm still <laughs> just, oh, I'm just so embarrassed about it. We all, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I know you do. Well, you know, and ta- if, if I have, if I carry any more weight for, because I have one foot in each world, then let that weight go to you guys to as much as possible, make amends for it, then let it go. Cause it doesn't do it. You know, it doesn't do any good to beat yourself up past a certain point, because I honestly believe that God isn't beating me up about it. Right. Yeah. Even though I I was raised fundamentalist Lutheran, very close to uh, Catholic. And I Mm -hmm. totally get what you're saying about that, that guilt, that shame. It can be really debilitating sometimes. I'm glad you're able to talk about it. Um, We just have a few minutes left. Uh, so I, I would like to hear, um, let's, let's talk a little more about the fashion show that you were okay. a part of. This was for University of Hawaii students, is yes, that correct? For the, uh, for, the grad, for the students that are graduating. Um, and they were given several categories. I just happened to be in the category of Hawaiian myth. And I, I had no choice in this. That's what I was given. But they, they loved the fact that I, that I brought my walking staff which I took on the runway, um, that really gave me a lot more swagger 
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it ended up that my disability was such a plus. <laughs> I, I stood out not only for the fact that I was the only person older than 22, <laughs> but that, um, yeah, that, that was walking the runway that, um, but also, you know, I was the only person that had that, um, what could you call it? Um, swagger works. Your prop. Yeah. Your prop. Yeah. That I had that prop. Uh, and, and your photos looked really cool. And I just want to say for anyone who's not um, seeing Mickey or uh, hasn't seen Mickey, he's in exceptionally good shape. And I, you would never look at you and think, oh, does he have cancer? <laughs> no, <laughs> quite the opposite. Um, how did you get connected to the fashion show? My friend, Amanda Stevens. She, she told me way, 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 way back, uh, back last year. She wanted me in the fashion show and she said, it's in May. And I said, Amanda, I don't think I'm going to be here. Oh, how long ago did she ask you? This must have been October, maybe November. Oh. Um, but I think once again, it's because of her, because of you, because of everybody around me that, you know, that keeps going. That I just, that I'm able to keep going. That's amazing. It's such a, you're such a source of strength. So uh, as we wrap up, let, uh, let me ask how, um, how are you literally feeling physically today? I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. Um, you're good today. You ha you're not going through any treatments right now? No. Yeah. Sleeping a lot, but that's kind of normal now. That's, that's my new normal. So yeah. Do you sleep a regular eight hour night and then nap during the days or is it more the broken up? It's more broken up. Part of it's the urinary thing. Oh, yeah. I, I had a friend who um, her cancer came back and she decided not to fight it. And, and she's a writer. And she felt like she wished that she would have allowed herself to sleep only when she felt like sleeping. And every time she felt like sleeping earlier in life because it was so good for her creativity. <clears throat> I, uh, I need to wrap us up. So I think for our uh, message for this episode, um, I, I really love what you said about don't be, beat yourself up, make the amends that you can, and then let it go. Yeah, leave the rest of it to the universe. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you very much, Mickey. And we will talk to you again very soon. Really appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Donna. I'm Donna Blanchard. James Charisma is our producer. Susan Wright is our content advisor, PR agent, and support team member. Music generously donated by Kainani Kahaunaele from her Hoku Award-winning album, Waipunale. We're all here to support our friend Mickey and help him help all of us to learn about living while dying.